0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the very first episode of the first season of Late Night Serial Bowl. My name is David Bastille, and this is my podcast. Here at Late Night Serial Bowl, we tend just to munch on everyday life, whether it be what's going on in the world, what's going on in my life, so forth and so on. Remember everybody, opinions are like assholes. They're basically just shit. Unless you have to be unicorn and then it's Rainbow Sherbert. Thanks Squatty Potty, not a sponsor. First episode is What a Horrible Hump Day. So, for those who don't know, and that's pretty much everybody listening, I happen to work at a secure loaf facility as a chef. Gated, security... Whole works. I'm not going to tell you where because, well, I could probably get fired for that. We're not doing that today. So uh, this was a Wednesday that just pretty much wrecked my entire week, as Wednesdays tend to do for a lot of people. But this one was especially bad to me. Start at 1 o'clock in the morning. I got home at 1 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, reached into my pocket, and realized I had left my keys at the job. Yeah, exactly. Left my keys at the job. Security, gated, nobody allowed after a certain time, stuck outside. Now even down here in the lovely warm state of Georgia, it decided to be about 30 degrees that day. 30 degrees in the morning. And where is my coat, folks? Because I live in Georgia and I'm a northern boy and think I can handle the cold a little bit more than I actually can on the other side of the door of my apartment. Nice, warm, great jacket sitting right outside the other door. I could dream about it, can't touch it. So I did pretty much what anybody in my predicament would try to do try to find some way to jimmy open the deadbolt. Now, I've lived in some rather questionable neighborhoods. I'm from Detroit, have lived in the south side of Chicago. I know that in a pinch, if I have a flathead screwdriver on me, yep, I could pop open a door pretty easy, given the space and a little bit of leverage. No screwdriver. Try to wake up a couple of the neighbors, apologize profusely, obviously. It's 2 o'clock in the morning at this time. Nobody's got a screwdriver. All these people, no screwdriver. Fantastic. So I go ahead and decide, hey, you know what? Let me just go ahead and saunter up to the gas station. See maybe if they'll let me borrow a screwdriver. It's a very dubious request at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, I'm a complete stranger. I don't really visit in that much. You don't know me or where I live. Could I borrow a screwdriver? Yes, that was the game plan. 2 o'clock in the morning, 30 degrees out, I'm a little desperate. But not that kind of desperate. Well, maybe. Really depends on the day. So I go ahead and walk on into the gas station and ask if I could borrow a screwdriver. Obviously, they're going to tell me no. But some of the people that tend to hang around the uh, gas station at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, yes, you can imagine the type. One of them offers to allow me a screwdriver after he goes through his car, which is literally packed full of tools from top to bottom. I've never seen so many tools in a car at one time. Well, you know there was that car full of asshole clowns that could have been considered a lot of tools in a in a car, But I digress anyway. most tools I've seen in a vehicle for quite some time took them about twenty minutes to dig through finally produces a flathead screwdriver. I thank the man I'm about to go ahead and borrow it, and when he stops me, he says, Hey, man, I need your license or something to go ahead and hold on to, to, just in case you don't bring this back. He actually suggested a credit card. Sir, a credit card for your used screwdriver that I'm going to need for about 10 minutes? Nah, buddy, don't think so. I go ahead and give it to him and go ahead and try to find something else. Now another gentleman there says, hey, I could take you up to the store for a couple of dollars. I'm like, sir, nobody's open right now except these gas stations. Where exactly do you think you're going to take me? So I go ahead and walk away and decide, hey, you know what? Maybe I can see if I can find some hard plastic or a piece of steel. See if I can't just do it myself. I go ahead and find a couple little sticks off of a metal sign, a couple pieces of metal wire. They're stiff enough. I might be able to luck myself into this situation. We're going to find out. Now, I have to walk back through the uh, gas station, obviously. And once again, these guys are trying to get some sort of money, credit card something out of me. Well, folks, you can guess that's not happening because that would just be stupid. So go ahead and know him, walk back down to the apartment, see what I could do with these two wires. Now, yes, you could probably guess right, did not have enough leverage on the wires to really go anywhere with it. It's unfortunate, but it is true. So I'm still stuck outside. I decide next best course of action is I just really need to kind of wait it out so I can start heading back to work. Now... I do live in Atlanta. I do take public transportation. That means I am stuck with MARTA. That is the Metro Atlantic Transportation Rada Rada. I say Rada Rada because it doesn't matter. It's just a giant steaming pile of shit. Anyone who has taken the MARTA will sit there and tell you literally the worst transportation system In the U.S. You could have this thing ran by a group of squirrels that have been beaten in a burlap bag. You would get better service and more on-time transportation. And if you think I'm joking or being uh, dramatic about it, you can go ahead and find a burlap bag. I will find the squirrels. We'll test out this theory. I'm pretty sure I'm right. All right, so we go ahead, take Marta in. Two hours for what should be a 30-minute drive, but once again, shit system. I go ahead and decide that once I'm there, I might as well just stick around. Because folks, the other option is to take Marta for another two hours one way back to my apartment, get maybe a couple hours of sleep if I'm lucky, and then turn around and go right back to work. Might as well save myself the time and the stress and stick right there. I go ahead, grab myself a cup of coffee, tell everybody, hey, just pretend I'm not here because everybody's a little shocked to see me. It is 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't tell them not to ask questions. I'm going to take this cup of coffee. I'm going to go try to catch a nap. Now, not even an hour goes by, folks, when management comes out to me and goes, hey, since you're here, we've had people call out upstairs We need you to come on and take care of some stuff for us. I go ahead and say, sure, because what else am I really going to do? So I go ahead, clock in, go upstairs, go take care of stuff. And they come up and say, hey, where's your uniform? And I turn to them and I say, hey, man, listen, it's the middle of the laundry week. Yes, I work at one of those facilities where the laundry is taken care of by the company. I don't have any clean uniforms. What I do have is sitting at my crib right now, which I'd have to go all the way back to grab. You're just going to have to deal with me in jeans. Thank goodness the big boss is off-site today. Now... Around 11, 12 o'clock, you can really kind of tell that any caffeine that I've had is really just not working. And the whole stress of the day and the lack of sleep has pretty much caught up. I am starting to go into a mental fugue state. I'm there, but I'm not there. Zombies, baby, zombies. And I have to eat your brain because mine is not functioning at the moment. Now... I'm allowed to go ahead and clock out for a couple hours because, again, I have to be on the clock later on today. Go ahead and take a quick nap. Get up. Sore. Very sore. Thank God I keep icy hot in the locker. Go ahead and apply that and go ahead and get on to work. Now, you can pretty much tell throughout the entire shift that I am just not there. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, zombie. And the rest of the day is just pretty much uneventful, but it was just a very long day, very tired. I was so tired that at the end of the shift, I go ahead to go put on uh, my night spray of body spray so I can go ahead and leave and not smell like a kitchen for multiple hours of the day. And instead of using my body spray, I use the Icy Hot Yes, I have a spray-on can of Icy Hot, and that's why I decided it was going to be put on. I even looked at the can before spraying it. Didn't matter. Not there that day. But I did end up remembering to grab my keys, so I guess everything has a silver lining sooner or later. Now, the only day that I can really compare this day to, and bad days are us, is about a decade ago when I was living in downtown Detroit. So, once again... Here's another instance of me leaving my keys at work. I went ahead and left that job, which I worked during the day, went and had an interview for a night shift job, left my coat at the, uh, at the first job because it was a great day outside. I was going to be home before dark. Everything should be fine. Didn't realize that, Hey, dipshit, your keys are in your coat pocket. And where's your coat at work now? I go all the way home, back to my place. I was living in midtown Detroit, which is pretty much close to downtown. Still a rough neighborhood at the time. This is before Detroit's wonderful urban renaissance. So it is about 8, 9 o'clock at night. I go ahead and knock on the front door after realizing that my keys are not on me. None of my roommates are home. I, live with, I was living with about five people at the time. Nobody is home. Go figure. Now, I can't get through the front door. I'm not going to try to bust out a window. I do remember that the back door is, for most time, kept unlocked. All I have to do is hop the fence. Well, that shouldn't be too much of a problem. The fence is right next to the porch. I can just jimmy up on the porch and pop right over the fence. Shouldn't be an issue. Except that when I go to launch myself off of the Uh, porch and over the fence part and I try to actually get just far enough away from the house where I'm not dragging along the wall of the house and hurting something I catch the back part of my belt on the top of the fence yes you heard that right I got hung up by the back part of my belt from a fence and as I'm not a small guy at all I'm probably about six foot about at the time about 250 to 300 somewhere around there it basically just looks like a chris farley comedy sketch fat guy hung up by the back of his trousers off of a fence can't reach the ground can't reach the place where i could really get kind of footing to get off of the fence i'm stuck there Now, I also have to worry because my phone is dead, my wallet, and my keys. Yes, I did did forget to mention that my wallet was also in my coat, so my wallet and my keys are in my coat, which is at the job. I have no identification, no way to call anybody, no way to get inside, and currently stuck on a fence post in downtown Detroit. Thank God cops didn't scroll by because that's going to be a hard one to try and explain. What you doing here? Well, practicing for an SNL comedy. I don't know what to tell you. Now, I was probably stuck up there for a good, oh, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes till I was able to actually get the uh, D-ring loosened up on my belt and was able to finally drop down to the ground and then get to the back door. And yes, yes, it's okay. That was open. I was able to go ahead, get inside, and remember to go ahead and grab my coat the next day. This is really one of those things I just need to make sure that I have an extra set of keys and just haven't done it yet. Haven't gotten around to it because I'm just, oh, I don't know, absent-minded. It does uh, it does happen when you have ADHD. If you can't tell I ha- have ADHD by this whole podcast, then holy shit do you need to be paying attention because if i don't happen to be rambling a sing-song style voice that you can't tell has some kind of adhd or mental disability to it but still somewhat charming well then sherlock fucklock i don't know what to tell you ladies and gentlemen this has been the first episode of the first season of late night cereal bowl and welcome to the podcast ninety nine.